Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. The World Health Organization urges cancellation of some holiday events over Omicron fears. The Antigua government bans all fets during the Christmas season. Miss World 2021 finals move to 2022, but will stay in Puerto Rico. Union slams Antigua Barbuda government for political game of chess, over $2 million for ex-Liet staff. Suriname accepts insurance for oil spills only from parent companies. And Chick-fil-A scouts for owner-operators of Puerto Rico restaurants. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, December 22nd. We start our report today at the World Health Organization. BBC News reports that the World Health Organization has urged people to cancel some of their holiday plans to protect public health as the Omicron variant spreads globally. And event cancel is better than a life cancel, said WHO director or head Dr. Tedros Gabrias, adding that difficult decisions must be made. A number of countries have acted to try to halt the spread of the variant, including imposing travel curbs. In the United States, Omicron is now the dominant, accounting for 73% of new infections. U.S. President Joe Biden addressed the nation on Tuesday, but he is not planning on locking down the country. The U.S. top infectious disease expert, Dr. Anthony Fauci, earlier warned that Christmas travel would increase the spread of the Omicron even among the fully vaccinated. Americans are now advised against traveling to more than 80 nations that appear on the Center for Disease Control and Prevention's very high list for COVID-19, including almost all of Europe. France and Germany are among the nations imposing travel curbs to tackle Omicron, while the Netherlands has introduced a strict lockdown over the Christmas period. In the UK, Prime Minister Boris Johnson said on Monday that the government needed to reserve the possibility of bringing in new rules in England as Omicron cases surge, but did not announce further restrictions. New Year's Eve celebrations in London have been canceled in the interest of public safety, Mayor Sadiq Khan said. And on Tuesday, New Zealand postponed its phase reopening to international travel until at least the end of February. Omicron, first detected in South Africa in November, has been classified as a variant of concern by the World Health Organization. Speaking at a briefing on Monday, Dr. Tidro said there was now evidence that the variant was spreading significantly faster than the previous dominant version, Delta. The World Health Organization has also said it would be unwise to conclude from early evidence that Omicron was a milder variant. Dr. Tidro said that all of us are sick of this pandemic. All of us want to spend time with family and friends. All of us want to get back to normal. But he said that everyone, leaders and individuals, had to make difficult decisions to protect people, including by canceling or delaying events. It is better to cancel now and celebrate later than to celebrate now and breathe later, Dr. Tidro said. He said that the pandemic could be ended in 2022 if 70% of the population of every country of the world was vaccinated by the middle of next year. 
Barbados Today reports that the Antigua and Barbuda government says there will be no fets allowed in the country during the Christmas holidays amid the Omicron variant of the coronavirus. Health Minister Malwin Joseph speaking on the state-owned ABS television said the risk profile would be significantly elevated from an event from 300 patrons with the removal of the state emergency and curfew as of Friday this week. This suspension of the state emergency on the 24th at 12.01 a.m. local time is a game changer. That would represent the first time in about almost two years that we would be managing the COVID without a state of emergency. I support the lifting of the state of emergency, but this is what happens. When the government removed the state of emergency, it sort of puts down the tools that was used for several months, effectively the control of the movement of people in the country, and to some extent, socialization. The minister said by taking the decision to lift the state of emergency and a daily curfew, the onus is now on the individual to adhere to every protocols such as wearing masks, social distancing, and washing hands in an effort to prevent the spread of the virus. He acknowledged that the government had earlier given approval for FETs to be held with patrons not exceeding 300 and being fully vaccinated, but told television viewers that there had been a reverse in that policy. Sir Mulwin said that he hopes the FET promoters would understand the situation going forward and agreed with the statement made by the head of the World Health Organization, Dr. Tedros, for people to cancel some of their holiday plans to protect public health as the Omicron variant spreads globally. The National News reports that the Miss World Organization has announced March 16, 2022 as the rescheduled date for the Miss World 2021 global telecast and its 70th anniversary finale, live from Puerto Rico Coliseum, organizers said. Contestants from 98 countries had been camped at the U.S. territory for four weeks, taking part in interviews and competitions ahead of the December 16 finals. But a day before the coronation night, Puerto Rican health authorities confirmed 17 people involved in the pageant had tested positive for the COVID-19. While the Miss World organization didn't specify how many of the contestants were among those who tested positive, Puerto Rican daily Primera Aura said that there were about seven isolated candidates with possible coronavirus infections. The news eventually led to the cancellation of the finale last week, with organizers saying that the event would be held within 90 days. After meeting with the virologists and medical experts hired to oversee the Miss World 2021 event and discussing with the Puerto Rico Health Department, the decision had been made by the organizers of the event to postpone the global broadcast finale, the Miss World organization announced via social media. Last month at the Miss Universe pageant, Miss France Clemence Botino was forced to quarantine for 10 days after she tested positive upon her arrival in Israel. Botino, who made it to the finals in Elat on December 12, addressed the issue on stage. We are living through an international crisis. We have to handle it. Now the situation made me stronger, she told the audience. All tickets purchased for the December 16th event will be honored in March. The 
Business World Organization said, with refund options also available. The pre-recorded content that had been taped throughout Puerto Rico during the past four weeks will be broadcast internationally during the finale. Antigua Observer reports that the Antigua and Barbuda Workers Union has expressed its stern displeasure with the government following news that $2 million EC dollars had been dispatched as a compassionate payment to former Liet employees. On Monday, Chief of Staff in the office of the Prime Minister Lionel Hurst issued a media statement disclosing that the government had dispatched $2 million EC dollars to the Liat Court appointed receiver for distribution to resident former Liat workers. That statement went further reading, this sum is intended to meet partial satisfaction of the cash component of the compassionate payout which the Antigua and Barbuda government has volunteered and the compassionate payment is intended to bring some Christmas cheer to those who had been unable to earn income since they were severed. It added that payments is limited to former Liat worker residents in Antigua and Barbuda. The Antigua Barbuda Workers Union responded to the government via a media statement of its own yesterday saying it condemns and takes exception to the declaration noting that neither the eligible employees nor their respective union representatives were apprised of this payout prior to that media statement. It also questioned the government's reference to a court-appointed receiver in its statement saying it is either a deception or a clear deliberate misnomer by the government since Liat 1974 LTD is not currently in receivership but rather in administration. It said too that the notion that the severance terminal benefits payout which is put out as a compassionate payment is grossly exaggerated and can be readily perceived that the government is seeking to bribe employees into accepting whatever it has placed on the table with respects to the employees' entitlements. Prime Minister Gaston Brown has been insistent that there will be no further discussions with the former Liat employees nor their representatives, as they are unwilling to negotiate any further. And the Minister of State in the Finance Ministry, Lennox Weston, has even declared that the compassionate offer will be off the table come the new year if it is not accepted by the relevant representatives before then. The Antigua and Barbuda Workers Union maintains, however, that negotiations is the only way to go forward and again called on the government to fully consult and engage the employees and their representative unions to find workable and acceptable solutions to the issues at hand. It remains to be seen whether the government will relax its zero-tolerance approach to negotiations with the employees' representatives or move ahead to take the offer off the table by the end of the year. Crowder News reports that while Suriname still has a few years to go before offshore oil production commences, it has outlined a suite of high standards for all oil companies to follow. One such principle applies to insurance for oil spills. The Dutch-speaking nation has already made it a practice to only accept full coverage insurance from the parent companies operating in its backyard. 
Confirming as well as explaining this industry requirement recently was former head of Sisoli, Suriname's national oil company, Mr. Rudolf Ilias. During an interview on Crider News program, Guyana's Oil and You, Ilias noted that all the companies operating in its basin are very well prepared to handle the possibility of an oil spill, not just during the oil production stage, but in exploration as well. Ilias said Suriname and the entire oil industry, by extension, understands the importance of being well prepared, especially when one recalls the lessons of the tragic Deepwater Horizon oil spill, which occurred in April 2010 in the Gulf of Mexico on the BP-operated Macondo Prospect. Crowder News previously reported that the Deepwater Horizon incident is considered to be the largest marine oil spill in the history of the petroleum industry, costing the lives of 11 men. The industrial disaster also resulted in over 4 million barrels of crude oil being spilled into the Gulf of Mexico, which disrupted an entire region's economy, damaged fisheries and critical habitats, and brought vividly to light the risk of deep water drilling for oil and gas. While Suriname has made it a non-negotiable position to have parent companies provide insurance, in Guyana, the circumstances are vastly different. ExxonMobil Corporation, the parent company of Esso Exploration and Production Guyana Limited, has steered clear of being tied to full coverage insurance for its Stabro Block projects, which are certain to deliver multi-billion dollar profits on an annual basis. Instead, it has only placed its subsidiary, Esso Exploration and Production Guyana Limited, which has little assets on the hook if such an eventuality occurs offshore. As for its Yellowtail project, which is projected to cost over $9 billion U.S. dollars, Vice President and local Guyana oil Cesar, Dr. Bharat Jagdio, is on record saying that the government is trying to get ExxonMobil to acknowledge its obligation for insurance. News is my business reports that a Chick-fil-A restaurant is slated to open up in Los Filtros in Bayamón as it plans to open its first Chick-fil-A restaurant in Puerto Rico. The company is seeking owners and operators and employees for its new locations, two of which are planned for Bayamón. Recently, the fast food restaurant chain announced that Catalina Chavez has been selected as the owner and operator of the first Chick-fil-A franchise to open in Bayamon. The establishment is scheduled to start operating in early 2022. To become a franchise, applicants must apply online and participate in extensive selection process, as the company explained. After being evaluated, the candidates will be interviewed virtually and in person. After being officially selected, franchisees will have to attend attend a series of training sessions for weeks. Buying into Chick-fil-A franchise has a cost of $10,000, which is among the lowest fees in the industry. 
Trinidad and Tobago Newsday reports that when you say the word bobsled or bobsleigh, most people in Trinidad and Tobago think about the popular 1993 movie Cool Runnings, which highlighted Jamaica's journey to the 1988 Winter Olympics. Trinidad and Tobago has represented in the sports at the Winter Olympics in the past, but after a 20-year hiatus, Trinidad and Tobago are in contention of qualifying for the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympic Games. Trinidad and Tobago has been competing in the North American Cup Tour to seal a place at the Olympics, which will be held from February 4 to 20th. Trinidad and Tobago's best seven races out of eight in recent months will count towards their Olympic qualifications. The team must wait until the European Cup and the World Cup end to confirm their qualifications for the Olympic Games. Driver Axel Brown said Trinidad and Tobago chances look good. Brown explained that Trinidad and Tobago must stay ahead of countries such as Italy, Croatia, Israel and Jamaica to qualify. We are currently comfortably ahead of them, but it is an elite sport and anything could happen. On January 16, Trinidad and Tobago will know if they have earned a place at the Winter Olympics. The Trinidad and Tobago bobsled team includes a two-man team and a four-man team with the two-man team eyeing Olympic qualification. The team comprises of Trinidad and Tobago Summer Olympic hurdler Mikel Thomas, track and field sprinter Andre Meccano, Brown and the John brothers Shamari and Shaquille. Thomas Harris is the coach of the team. Brown said they tried to put the Trinidad and Tobago team together in 2020, but because of the COVID-19 pandemic, it did not develop. Brown, born to a Trinidad and Tobago mother and a British father, is elated that a Trinidad and Tobago team has been created. The Trinidad and Tobago Olympic Committee is supporting the Trinidad and Tobago bobsled team. Brown, who has been involved in the sport for the past decade, represented Great Britain in the past. This holiday season, the Sandals Foundation is celebrating its love for Caribbean families by helping some of the most vulnerable meet their needs. In what can be described as an aptly titled fundraising campaign, Here For You, the philanthropic arm of the Sandals Resort International has raised and commenced the distribution of care packages to benefit some 600 families across the region. The activities valued at approximately 42,000 U.S. dollars are being executed in addition to its annual Christmas toy distribution and are aimed at bringing hope to families that are facing challenges exasperated by the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. Tourism is the largest economic driver in the Caribbean directly and indirectly, impacting more than 2 million people. While the region has been one of the best performing in its management of the virus, its fragile tourism-depending economies have experienced significant disruptions. This year's Broad and Care Package supports to vulnerable families adds to the philanthropic organization's annual Christmas toy distribution that has been a staple event for children across Jamaica, St. Lucia, Antigua, the Bahamas, Turks and Caicos, Grenada, and Barbados. 
For 10 years, through its long-standing partnership with the American toy company Hasbro, more than 100,000 fun and educational toys have been donated to children ages 3 to 7, making the holidays even more special. This year, through careful logistical coordination in line with health and safety protocols, Sandals and Beach Resort team members and partners will carefully distribute more than 10,000 toys to homes, schools, community organizations, and more. We are incredibly grateful to our partners at Hasbro, who have helped us to continue to make the season even more special for those children across the Caribbean. And we are grateful to our team members, who never skip a beat, to get these gifts into the hands of so many young boys and girls, said Heidi Clark, Executive Director at Sandals Foundation. And finally, Carib Journal reports that Air Canada has returned to the island of Great Exuma in the Bahamas. The company's return flight touched down in Great Exuma over the weekend, following a year of suspension. It was a full flight into Exuma International Airport, according to the officials at the Bahama Ministry of Tourism. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, December 22nd. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, be sure to visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com and follow us and like us on Facebook, now Meta.